to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 221, The Robots of Death. My name is John, and joining me every time we shut down a robot takeover is my good friend Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, hello. Hello, hello. Yes, indeed. Let's let's stop those darn bots. Oh my goodness, <laughs> the bots—they are coming, and they have—they they have fleshy friends, they, and and they talk so calmly too, which they is do. probably more terrifying. Yeah, it's very uh, what Space Odyssey. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, very much like Hal. Very much like how Taylor, how you doing? Yeah. I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, yeah. Mondays are always just kind of a busy, stressful day for me. And well, this was no exception. <laughs> no exception to the rule. Well, I'm sorry. No, no exception. Um, still, I mean, it wasn't a horrible day by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, and good heavens, our last Monday of March. Yeah, we're f- we're, we're flying through. Go? We are. Yeah, we are. How 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 are you feeling? Uh, I'm good. Are you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. My arm kind of sort of not really hurts. Like uh, it's I've heard people talk about I'm sure the severe pain will come. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to be upset. Uh, You got the jab today. Yeah, I got my first um, first uh, round of the covid vaccine today. Um, Right on. on. Yeah, it was it was very easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is like the easiest thing ever. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it you know it went pretty well, and uh, good. I got McDonald's afterwards, so that's never a bad thing, <laughs> or it's like rarely a bad thing, I guess. Yeah, I remember like when I would go to um, this, I'd go to this one doctor, and afterwards, my mom would always take me to Seven Eleven or AMPM to get a comic book and an icy. So oh my I, gosh! I always knew after. <laughs> that's what I was getting. So, so what you're saying is you earned your happy meal today. I did. I absolutely <laughs> did. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, halfway there. Yep. Living that's on excellent. Yeah. When my, um, when I got my first shot, I would, that evening I was really tired, really, really tired. See, here's the thing. Like, uh, uh, Taylor, you're, you're a parent and I assume you're just mostly tired in general as my, yeah, I suppose that's kind of true. <laughs> as my, uh, as my sister said to me today, she said, "Well, I, I couldn't tell if I was tired from the shot or if I was just tired because of the children." And I thought to myself, "Oh, that that makes sense because I mean, granted, it is nowhere near the same tier of parenting, but I it was my night to make sure." Camilla was good to go when she needed to, to get up in the middle of the night. So I only got like maybe like five, four hours of sleep. So okay. I was tired. I was tired most of the day. And I, you know, I don't know if is it was I more tired? Was I less tired? I don't know. Fair. So, yeah, you know, I guess well, being tired is tired, I guess. <laughs> being tired is is I almost said the new normal and I hate that phrase. So it's, uh, <laughs> standard ops. At this there you point. go. Standard there we ops. Go. Yes. All right, Taylor, before we get into Who News, uh, what's making us happy this fortnight? Well, uh, for me, I mean, I guess there's a couple things going on. I mean, we, yesterday we took the uh, kids, uh, we were all double masked up to the gold country and visited the town of Columbia. Oh, my goodness. I Have you ever been there? Yes, I haven't been there in okay. uh, 20 plus years. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, man. Wow. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. Gold Rush Town. I have yes. vivid memories of that place. Do you? That's awesome. I never knew you'd been. Yeah, I can't remember if I'd been with like, oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm looking at pictures. <laughs> I want to go now. Yeah. I was going to say, I've got some pictures on my Facebook. You've probably seen them. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, we'd, we'd taken Perrin once, but we'd never taken Echo. So uh, we decided to uh, get out, have a day trip. Um, so yeah, went up there and you know, everything takes a little bit longer because of the pandemic, you know, you can't, yeah. 
you know, pack Nelson's candy shop with a bunch of people. Um, there, I just, as soon as you said that, I clicked on a picture and there's the sign oh, yeah. right there. Yeah. I got a half pound of cherry sours. They make the best cherry sours bar none. Oh man. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So did some gold panning, took the stagecoach ride, uh, you know, went past the blacksmiths. Um, and yeah, it was good. I, I'd probably say easily a good, you know, 85 to 90% of everyone there was regularly and properly wearing their masks. Oh, good. Um, yeah, which realistically, I mean, I I would love to see 100%, but, yeah, you know, I, I get it. You know, there are still quite a number of previous president's flags in that area. So, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. How far That's is, Col- how far is uh, Col- <clears throat> Columbia from you? From me, oddly enough, 93 miles. Uh, so huh. only about an hour and 40 minutes. Interesting. Yeah, it's not s- a bad drive. Yeah, I got to see how far that is from uh, from my sister's place. Oh, yeah, probably not too terribly far because they're a little bit more. They're, in the up, towards, Valley, they're up towards Sacramento. Yeah, they? right, right, right. That's what I thought. Okay, couldn't remember. Um, yeah, probably not a bad drive at all. Very um, cool. Yeah, fun. And will be more fun once more people are vaccinated. That's oh, about a two-hour drive. Okay. Yeah, not too bad then. Um, and then the other thing that's making me happy uh, this fortnight is that a, a very good friend of mine who lives back in Iowa um, and at least until recently worked at a brewery in the area has sent me a care package of some of their special releases. Yes. Um, so I have got uh, six very cool brews chilling in the fridge and some absolutely rad stickers uh, that he sent along. Awesome. And I am saving one of them for sure. They, they did a, a coffee lager. Ooh. Um, yeah. That I am saving for the 16th of April to celebrate my second vaccination. Hey. That's oh, your second one's on the 16th. Oh, you got your yeah. first one a couple. Yeah, that's right. I did. Yeah, mine's last time we recorded. A, yeah, mine's 10 days after that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because that'll be, that'll be four weeks out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very, very cool. Uh, I guess Excellent. what's making me happy is uh, I'm... Obviously. The vaccination, yes. Lauren and I both received our first doses. Uh, and then hopefully come mid-May, we'll be able to go up north and visit my family and then maybe we you know things can get more more normal again i just want to go to a baseball game that's what another thing that's making me happy baseball starts in three days so oh right on very excited about that excellent trying to think there's anything else i think that's that's pretty much pretty much it oh i watched annie for the first time oh my god annie was the very first thing that we ever recorded on vhs (laughs) really the um yes which one the one with um, um, 1984, yeah, with um, Finney. Yes, thank you. That's his name, D- Albert, yeah, Fi- Albert, Finney Albert Finney. Albert Finney, yeah, is someone who I've just recently discovered, basically through Lauren. Okay, uh, have you ever seen his Scrooge or the Christmas Carol oh, with him? Oh God, I feel like I've seen it, you, but not in an incredibly long time. If you haven't, you need to watch it. It okay. is amazing. Okay. And to see him in that, and then in this, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Two different. Uh, oh yeah, ends of the spectrum. Absolutely. So nice. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but Annie was Annie was great. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. And then uh, what else is making me happy? Oh, King Kong vs. Godzilla comes out on Wednesday. All right. There you go. And it's and the sequel will be uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla vs. the boat stuck in the Suez Canal. Yes, should which be. Is a, now that's stock. a short film. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's, isn't it stuck again? Uh, no, I don't think so. I feel like I read something about the wind took it sideways and it's blocking something again. I could be that could be a joke. I, I don't know. Boy, I, I I hope that is a joke because I I've not seen that news. Um, and that would just that that would just yeah you know what just do what Michael Bay wants to just blow up the blow up the ship. <laughs> just get out of the way. Sounds it's a cursed good. ship now. Hey, I'm fine with it. All right, let's uh let's get into <laughs> some who news, shall we? Yeah, definitely. Well, as much as I've been sitting here kind of like eagerly awaiting uh, Big Finish's Eric Roberts' master release, which they kept saying March, March, and now there's two days of March left. It's like, come Uh-oh. on, guys. Yeah. We, we meant it as a joke, waiting waiting for the last day. Uh-huh. Um, 
uh, May is getting closer and closer, which means the first uh, yes. first disc, so to speak, of uh, the Ninth Doctor's return is nearly here. And now Big Finish have released a trailer. Oh, I got to listen to it. For that. To it and it is fantastic. Give it a listen while I talk about it. Um, it's, well, it's epic. Um, and just <laughs> listening to him in the role. Um, you know, he's definitely not phoning it in by any stretch of the Great. imagination. He is, he is really selling it. He is on board with this. And I still love the fact that we had a small part to play. Yes. In, in, in all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so obviously we'll have links to all of this stuff in the show notes and go check that out. Um, also just kind of dropping today um, in further adventures, because we are getting four discs yes. out of um, uh, Eccleston's, what do we call it? First, first season, first series for first Big Finish. series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so forthcoming volumes, I think we're talking volumes three and four at this point. Um, he is not only going to uh, meet the Brigadier, uh, oh. who will be voiced by John Coleshaw. Um, he okay. is also going to battle the Cybermen. Yeah. And I had to, I had to think about that and I went, oh yeah, that never happened. Nope. So very, very cool. Yeah, this this is going to be neat. I'm really excited. I think it's a safe bet um, that I am going to end up purchasing all of all four volumes of this. So so yeah, volume three, due for release November of 2021, features uh, one of the menacing Mondasian monsters. Oh, they like their alliteration on the set of Fritz Lang's celebrated 1927 film Metropolis. Oh. That is going to be rad. That's very cool. Then in volume four, due for release in February of 2022, the Doctor's reunited with Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart um, in an adventure that takes the Time Lord to the Firth of Forth. I think that's a place. I feel like I've heard that name <laughs> somewhere before. Um, but what is what is really interesting to me, because I was kind of like, okay, well, where does, where does this fit in with everything? And I really wasn't overthinking it. Um, but producer David Richardson added, it's been so enjoyable creating a whole new era for the ninth doctor. And I think the scripts really succeed in divining that bold new start. We're talking the ninth doctor pre Rose. These are the adventures of sometime yes. after his regeneration, traveling alone, starting to discover himself after all that time being the war doctor. Very cool. I'm yes. super into that. Same. Oh man. That's great. Very much looking forward to that. Um, and that, that obviously now makes it so that when we first see him in Rose and he's kind of like looking at his ears and stuff, um, maybe he just hasn't run into a mirror for quite some time. You know what? I mean, I think that would be funny if in these uh, big finish audios, he just casually mentions where are all the mirrors like every two or three <laughs> audios. Yep. I haven't seen a mirror in days. Like what's happening? Yeah. Exactly. I haven't had a, had a chance to take a good look at myself. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. We've talked November 2021. We've talked February 2022. Um, obviously, May for when the first volume yes. comes out. Well, August of 2021, we'll see the release of a Target novel like two set anthology of an essential Terrence Dix a uh, collection of stories. If you take a look at this in the show notes, it is like two big volumes of uh, target novels plonked together. I can't confirm the plonking of this. Yeah. So I know, and they're already available for pre-order. Um, and after closing some pop-up, I'm looking to see when exactly it comes out. Uh, 26th of August, they say. Um, so volume one contains Doctor Who and the Dalek Invasion of Earth, Doctor Who and the Abominable Snowman, Wheel in Space, Auton Invasion, Day of the Daleks. Mm. Each one of those preceded by Doctor Who and, I just thought I'd stop being redundant, <laughs> volume two contains Genesis of the Daleks, Pyramids of Mars, um, The Talons of Wang Chang, uh, The Horror of Fang and Rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, which apparently they've added an extra N after Fang, but all right, folks, <laughs> proofread your stuff, people. And uh, The Five Doctors. Oh, all right. 
So if, cool. uh, yeah, if you need a nice, nice big book to read on an airplane or a train or maybe, maybe just home by yourself, there who you knows go. where we'll be in August. Who Definitely, knows? Who knows? Uh, hopefully who knows? Um, yes. speaking of who knowing things, yes. um, if you are, have been at all on Twitter for the past week and follow certain Doctor Who accounts, um, non-official Not Doctor Who accounts, yes, yes. Um, they have been doing a bunch of filming in Liverpool and, wow, not hiding much. No. Um, so consider this I, – I, I don't know that I can quite say spoilers because we don't – really have some firm answers as to what's happening yeah but certainly speculation yeah there's i mean should we should should i play the cloister you know just because we haven't in a while you might as well i mean yeah there's some stuff we could we could talk about rumor wise all right here we go hit it okay so first rumor (laughs) yeah is uh Catherine Tate is apparently on set. Yeah. That's so, yeah, the first big rumor mm-hmm. that I've seen to where somebody said they were in the area and said, Oh, like, you know, had a casual conversation with her, asked yep. her, you know, what she, she's like, Oh, I'm filming something. And the person was like, Oh, can I ask you what it is? And the person said, No, I can't tell you. Yeah. Um, and you know, doctor who was filming in the area that day, but also, I mean, you know, I'm sure other stuff was filming in the area. Possibly, possibly, um, you know, in the same breath, I know that like her management has come out and said, Oh no, 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 no. She wasn't, she wasn't doing anything for doctor who. Um, but of course there is a precedent of, you know, talent management coming out and saying stuff like that. So, so, Okay, sure. Take it with a grain of salt. Doesn't really prove anything one way or the other. Now, obviously, when they were filming outdoors in Liverpool, um, she was not spotted. Obviously, that would have been a major scoop. Yes. Um, but we we do see Yaz. We do see we do see Jody, um, and and we do see uh, John Bishop. Yes. They were uh, apparently damn. one. Yeah, one one of the scenes they were filming was them. I guess welcoming him into the TARDIS. That is certainly what it seemed like from, yeah. from what I was reading. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there at one point I know that they were filming um, outdoors. Somebody had somebody on Twitter had mentioned something that, that there's a time loop possibly involved. Um, again, that's speculation. And um, we we kind of see uh, pictures of uh, at least at least Yaz and 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 uh, Dan both in modern street clothes and in something kind of approximating turn of the last century, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Um, outfit. Um, so if we're filming in the same location in two different periods, uh, that may lend some credence, right, uh, to that time loop aspect. Um, but there's also there is also a very very clear picture of someone who is clearly a villain uh, that we have never seen before. Oh yeah, I have not. I have actually not seen that picture. Okay, I, I will not say anything more about it. Got it. Um, but it was one of those things where I was like, wow, that actually is a really clear picture. Uh, let me just save that real quick in case it suddenly <laughs> gets taken down or something. Um, some people have speculated that it's that it maybe a character from classic who or related to, I don't quite see it myself. Um, so I, I think it's a, I think it's a fully new one and that's just going to be huh. my guess on this. It, but right. they were even taking, you know, people were trying to get good pictures of like the clapboards. Um, so yes. it, it, my, my guess from what so, I read yeah. is that this is probably episode three. Yeah, so apparently people yeah are speculating that what was being filmed was episode three, which means that um, John Bishop wouldn't be introduced until the third episode, which I think is fine. Oh, yeah. We kind of wanted the adventures of of um, 13 and Yaz mm-hmm. much longer, but I mean, I guess I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I mean, if if we get 
I, I was fully expecting him to come on board in the first episode. Oh yeah. Of the season. So if we, if we get two episodes of of yeah, the adventures of thirteen and Yaz, I'm I'm all for it because I really kind yeah. of wanted a whole season of it. No offense to John. Bishop, no offense, but John Bishop. Sure but yeah, we, I mean, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. That would yeah. have been fun. Uh, I also read, and maybe I'm misremembering what I read, but uh, something about John Barrowman? Um, possibly. I can't um, remember. I, I, I feel like I, I, I... Yeah, I feel like I did too, but it was like like a mention, yeah. not a bunch of mentions. Right. Just yeah. uh, So it's tough to say. Well, there you go. They're filming. Yep. It's happening. It's good. Hopefully... Like they're being good about uh, masking and being careful. Yes, yeah, so hopefully we, we get something before our ho- our holiday special yeah we'll see fingers crossed would be nice if, i wonder if they're just going to be like eh, let's just make the holiday special part of our season which would be well, kind of a ripoff but i get it i mean a little bit now depending on when they start in fall because that is still the date or the season i should say that's oh, being fall is, about. oh okay okay great um then yeah, I mean, even with an eight-episode season, it would kind of just blend right up to Christmas, yeah, um, or New Year's, whichever they choose to do. Yeah, so could happen. Yeah, we'll see. Definitely could happen. Well, the last thing uh, this time around is that um, you remember how uh, um, the Blu-ray collections—they all got released in like a steel book, uh, yes, packaging. Well, they are uh, soon to be re-releasing uh, season twelve and season nineteen. So, uh, Tom Baker's first season and um, uh, Peter Davison's first season. Okay. Uh, in the, it'll still be the Blu-ray collection. It'll still have all the stuff on it, but it will be released in their regular old standard packaging. Um, I guess maybe for people who are like, no, I really have to have all my my DVD case is matching. I don't know. <laughs> hey, some people, some uh, people like that. And I fully respect that. Mine is just like, I just kind of want it and yeah. not going to really worry if they match or not, but that's just me. Fair. Fair enough. That is just me. Those will be coming soon. Keep watch on, I don't know, Amazon or the BBC shop <clears throat> somewhere, somewhere. All right. Where you buy Blu-rays. Yes. One of those places. Okay. <laughs> So, this week, we watched The Robots of Death, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Louise Jameson as Leela, uh, David Bailey as Dask, and Miles Fothergill. Uh, oh. Did you did you stuff a, a down pillow in your mouth as I, you said that? I did. Okay. Miles Fothergill as SV7. It was written by Chris Bosher and directed by Michael Bryant. It first aired January 29th to February 19th, 1977. It is the fifth story of season 14. And if I can get the words out of my mouth, we have some fine story notes brought to us by the folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Taylor, please start talking because I certainly cannot. All right. Well, I am now going to carry the uh, rest of the episode because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you just missed um, quite a lot of editing I had to do. (laughs) Now, uh, actually, just stay tuned because it'll probably be at the end of the episode. This story had the working titles of the Storm Mine Murders. Eh. Not a bad one. Yeah. It, it, It kind of falls in line with more British murder mystery titles. Yeah. And Planet of the Robots. <clears throat> Oof. All right. And and honestly that doesn't even make sense because they're on the <laughs> they're not they're on, on the mining yes. thing. And the yeah. mining thing is on a planet. Yeah. But the robots aren't native to the anyway. Yeah. A rumored working title for this story is War of the Robots, but this doesn't appear on any contemporary BBC paperwork. I think we went with the correct title here. I think so. <laughs> the <laughs> Robots me. of Death. Yes, or the bike reflectors of doom. Yes. Um, This is one of the few stories that explains in relative simplicity, using a demonstration with two boxes, how the TARDIS is dimensionally transcendental. And I do love that scene. Yes. Very cool scene. Uh, This story is also the very last one in which the wood paneled TARDIS control room appears as the wood walls warped. Whilst the set was in storage, I'm so sad about that. And I know uh, I I don't know if we're how much time we're going to talk about uh, this wooden TARDIS console room, but I paused it and showed Lauren it, and I said, "How cool is this?" She said, "That looks pretty cool." I said, "Yeah, the wood warped in storage, so they never used <laughs> it again." But anyway, 
Yeah. Yeah. All England right. is a very wet place, people. Yeah, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Robophobia and irrational fear of robots is at one point referred to as Grimwade's syndrome. Now, this was an in-joke reference to production assistant Peter Grimwade, who would later become a director and writer on the series, who had bemoaned the fact that the stories on which he was assigned to work almost always involved robots. <laughs> However, the description of robophobia given by the doctor, in fact, coincides with a real-life phenomena called the Uncanny Valley. Huh. Yep. Interesting. Uh, in the DVD commentary, Louise Jameson that revealed that she nearly killed a cameraman during production of the story. Oopsie. Uh, in the scene where Leela throws her knife at the attacking robot, resulting in quite an interesting boing sound, uh, <laughs> on one... Yes, I saw we both had that note. <laughs> On one take, Jameson wasn't holding the knife correctly and uh, caused it to fly off in the wrong direction and very nearly stab a cameraman in the back. Holy. In future stories, yeah, right? The knife had to be blunt to prevent this from happening again. Now, I mean, I feel like the back is a pretty big surface area. How did she nearly stab him with it? It went into something the cameraman was standing next to perhaps oh boy okay flew past them hit the camera i don't know Oof. hopefully not hit the camera those things probably cannot be cheap no um well lastly in terms of story notes pamela salem who plays Toos, had previously been considered for the role of leela oh okay yeah i could see that there were, there were definitely times where i was trying to look at that character i'm like okay could i really picture her as leela and i was like no nah. No, I mean, we, we, I'm so, we're so accustomed to Louise Jameson playing Leela that it's very difficult to see anyone else in the role. Very interesting though. Yep. I mean, I'm looking at older pictures of her and I mean, I could, I could see where a casting call would, she might almost be cast as, as Leela. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I see it. All right. All right, Taylor. Uh, thankfully you have more talking to do and I have less talking to do. So you have world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. I do, and it probably won't uh, sound as intense as uh, in the Seeds of Death, but here <laughs> we go. Uh, the Doctor and Leela, having just faced down a crazy zealot with a glove for a helmet, because I love that story, <laughs> land in a mine. Well, on a mine. Well, on a mining ship, a mining tank. Anyway, they're on this giant mining vessel. Yes, vessel sounds good. Crewed by a small team of humans who, if we're being honest, have some of the most wild outfits and a much larger team of robots. However, under the surface, it's a mine gag, right? Right. Yes. The gag yes. is my, also mine. Um, <laughs> foul play is afoot as humans start dying off left and right. But who is behind these uh, <clears throat> bad robots can the doctor and leela save the day before everyone is marked by the bicycle reflectors of doom bad robot yep uh all right taylor what did we think overall before we get into the meat and potatoes of this well gosh as, as much as i certainly could let you talk first um i suppose maybe i'll just keep giving you a rest because clearly the vaccine oh, is going taking a uh, hold folks straight to your word processing centers whatever those yeah. are um i honestly i love this story it's such an absolute classic i mean it is a proper murder mystery that preys on man's uh both inherent mistrust of machines um and and you've got this kind of like it's kind of like a base under siege story, but yeah. it's under siege from the inside. You know, the call is coming from inside the yes. house kind of thing. Yes, I was just going to say that. Um, so we, we get this kind of paranoia that amps up between all the um, all the characters who aren't robots. Yeah, and I mean, you said uh, man's inherent mistrust of machines. Also, man's inherent mistrust of man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we get a lot of finger pointing throughout at Very various true. Uh, crew members. I also really, really like this. This flew by. This was uh, yes. I was. There I almost no watched it. Issues. Yeah, I almost watched it in one sitting last night, but um, John was sleepy, so mm, reasonable. Uh, but yeah, this was a lot, a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed all the set pieces. I mm -hmm. really enjoyed all the costumes, which we will oh get to. Even even the use of CSO was well done. Yeah. You know, you, you could tell it was, they were clearly like, oh, here's this, you know, set 
and the people are on it, but it is inset into this really wide shot of like, you know, the side of the mining machine. Yeah. You know, to make it look like they're really on this giant set. And I'm like, that that was pretty well done. Oh, absolutely. I really, you know? really enjoyed it. A lot of good stuff here. Um <clears throat> But we, ha- I think we have to start off with our with our robots, yeah? Love them. Oh, my gosh, yes. So, again, here we are with, I believe, at least three different colored robots, possibly a fourth. Uh, yes. I'm just going to drive the point home again. Sea Devils could have been just, just put, a ba- put a badge on one of them. Yep. You could have done anything. But th- these uh, costumes, I love them. <laughs> They're so good. They're so well done. Uh, I love masks are amazing. The masks are great. I also love like the the chest piece that basically looks like um, the robot parts had been moved, and the person that was like building was like, "Why don't we just use the 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 moving mats to make their body?" Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Very cool design, and I do like that every one of them is numbered differently, and their color. I think. Um, so we have green, what green, silver, black, and there's another color. I, you know what? I feel like we, and I don't know if it's just set lighting or camera angles or what, but I feel like we've got two different green tones. Yes. I feel like there's a lighter green and then darker green. Um, cause we have the, the dumbs, the dumbs, yes, the D's, which which is not D U M B. It's just D U M. Apparently I was, thank you, Jardis Wikia, (laughs) um, the Vox V O C. Mm-hmm. And then the Supervox. So like SV7 is Supervox 7. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, V14 would be Vox 14. And D84, that obviously we get uh, to know later in the story, is or is pretending to be dumb, dumb. 84. Yes. Pretending to be dumb. Uh, I, yeah. You know, I like <laughs> the, the docile tones of our robots. Yes. I thought, you know, that they, I'm pretty sure, all sounded the same. Which is fine. Yeah, I think I think that's okay to do when you have their hierarchy broken out in yes. other ways. Yes, that's okay. Agreed. <clears throat> um, I also just loved I loved the the design of the when we would take off like the their face. I love oh like gosh. the inner workings of the yes. of the robots. I thought that was very cool. There's there's like this whole like Brock's candy jar inside their faces. <laughs> yes. Oh my Thank God. you, Olivia. Almost falling off the <laughs> oh the no. desk here. She's walking by, walking on by, falling on by. Yeah. Uh, I also liked we had like the damaged uh, dead robot, like half of its face was oh, missing. Yes, all smashed in like that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, that was good. and also, I mean, besides you know how they look, very creepy villain. Mm-hmm. Um, just choking people to death and. Oh, the, oh, and we had robot vision. We we love a good yes. robot vision. And I think they did yes, something very cool with it where towards the end, I believe the doctor takes, I know it's not a syringe, but it's a syringe. Yes, yes. One of the uh, laser suns. Yes, and he jams it. I think this is the second time he's done it. He jams it into their head. Oh, no, the, com- uh, the, um, the commander jams it into one of their heads, I believe, at one point. Yeah, Yuvanov. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. he he was great too. Yes. Oh my god, he was amazing. Yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. him a lot. Um, it was it was fun, and that's 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 the thing about these robots. They have this. They have a very you know um, uh, human esque face. Yes. You know, um, and there is it is it is that whole uncanny valley thing going on where um oh and now olivia's walking across my computer keep walking sweetheart um and um but the face expression never changes and that is the unsettling thing you know that's where that comes from yeah um and and the the effect used to um redden the eyes oh when they're evil um it, it's great. It's well done. It obviously is a CSO thing, and that that kind of uses at least at that time like blue colors. But green is close enough to blue that there are some scenes where, as the robots are moving around, you're like, "Oh, wow! Part of his back just turned red." It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, you know, you, you do yeah. what you can with the special effects technology you have. But yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was one of those things. I was like, oh, 
Yep. I see what you're doing there. And um, yeah, these, these bots are so great. And I, I love, I, I would love to meet the person um, who goes to Gallifrey one and wears this as their cosplay. Oh yeah. Because there is someone who goes around and they, they, they just do it so well that I would love to just talk to the person who does that and just understand their love of this story. Yeah. I, I that would be great. What that would be a hey, there's an interview right there. Yeah, exactly, right? And I mean, we would we we also we're going to spend a lot of time talking about costuming in this. Oh boy. We need to talk about what every single human being is wearing uh in, in this in this serial because it is, it is bonkers. It is very bonkers. It's it's something else. It was one of those things where where I think in that very first episode uh, where we finally get kind of like onto the bridge. And I literally have a note that it, it's um, paraphrasing. Oh crap, this headpiece and that one and that one. It's, it's crazy because like before we get into the control room, we're all just kind of lounging around. Right. We're just hanging out. You know, it's just, yep. it's casual time uh, in between mining and, you know, we're playing chess with robots. We're they're giving us massages and stuff. Yes. And everyone's just kind of hanging out. And then we get down to business and it's just kind of jarring because they're all wearing, like one of them is wearing like what looks like a seahorse kind of thing. Yeah. You would look like gills. Yes. Gills. On the side almost. Yeah. And um, then uh, the- Toos has got this incredible like silver mohawk. Oh, the kind mohawk. Of yeah. Uh, the gold headpiece. Yeah. Yeah. It looks I, like how people would draw spider webs. Kind but, of, yeah. But in, but in a headpiece form. Yeah. I mean, these these are not um, costumes and headpieces that, that really seem like they would make it terribly easy to get through doorways. Yeah. And it's like also it feels like weird. Like, why are they wearing these? Like, we, you know, it seems like yes, it's no very reason strange. Is given. No reason is given. No reasons given. Like, like Yuvanov's, it's it's almost like it's almost like he's got like stylized anime hair. Thing. Yeah, it's all like silver, all, like whooshing back. Yeah, from his head, like he's he's Naruto running through the ship or something. Yes, I mean they. I keep calling cool. it a ship, the vessel, the vessel. Whatever. Yeah, they they yeah. all look cool, but it's just like we're on a mining like why would you you're not no one is fighting anyone like this almost looks right. like like flash gordon kind of costuming oh, very flash gordon yes that's an excellent comparison um and it, it is it makes we don't we don't have a context for why these yeah. people dress this way is it <laughs> is it just regular everyday fashion i mean is this the jeans and the t-shirts of of this point in, in <laughs> galactic history god i hope not uh, yeah, um, i hope not you know because yeah you would think on a mining ship even if even if the the machine is doing most of the work and the robots are doing most of the work those aren't um those aren't outfits that scream minor yeah i mean the other thing <clears throat> is like i know uh yuvanov and oh my goodness she's one of the f- the first women that is it pool pool no uh, no. Pool. no 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 pool is our Pool is our, our agent in disguise who has a nasty case of robophobia. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. What is her name? She has like a uh, fishy kind of gill. Yeah, the, 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 the black gal. Yes. Um, and I don't have her name written down. Why can I not find it here? Why is it not in the notes? I, oh, it's Zilda. Thank you. So Zilda and uh, Yuvanov are they're kind of like, oh, I'm going to be richer than you are. So it almost yeah. feels like maybe it's a class kind of thing. It, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the, I, it seems if I remember kind of how it's described, right, these these people all kind of went in together uh, on investing in this mining uh, operation. Yeah. yeah. And so they're all they're all looking to get a chunk out of it. But they're all, for the most part, a little antagonistic toward each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, right out the gate, as soon as we find a dead body, they're like, well, clearly you killed him. Yes. And, th- <laughs> and that you, you kind of need that character set up in order to make um, that that kind of paranoia and that mistrust kind of ramp up when the deaths do start happening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but we don't. 
we don't really get a whole lot of background on like where these people come from, you know, where are they in a socioeconomic status? Right. Um, you know, it's, it's great that we have this big cast of characters and early on, I feel like they all kind of get at least a little bit of time. You kind of get to know them, but the further we get in the story, like by the time we got to the end, I was like, Oh yeah, there, we had people of color yeah. in the story. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. The black gal died and the Indian guy died. Yep. Um, and then I was like, Oh man, I feel bad that I forgot that these characters were actually in the story because we're so late in the story now. I mean, a, a lot is going on. Oh, a whole lot is going on. Like the pacing really it is, flies. It really flies. There is no problem mm-hmm. with pacing in the story. Nothing lags. Absolutely. Nothing um, lags at all. But yeah, I really would have loved to have just a little bit more background and a little bit more context. for. These yeah. It just, yeah. It just felt like they had money and were trying to get more money. That's basically. Yeah, well, I, and that's, yeah. I mean, that's all the motivation you need sometimes. Yeah, true. I mean, fair, absolutely fair. I did love <laughs> all of the kind of detective, like who done it elements of this. We have yeah. the one scene where the doctor is running down the first crime scene, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Hey, is this his stuff that he was trying to get?" And he's like, "It's stuck. I can't get it." And he's like, "What would you? What would you do? Like, if you couldn't?" If you, and he goes, "Well, I'd call for a ro- robot." And and it's like the realization's like. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, where they're in that storeroom. Yes. Yeah. That was a great scene. I really, really love that. I mean, Tom Banker, you know, always killing it. And this was mm-hmm. no no exception for sure. Yeah. And this this really is a story that that, you know, I haven't seen in a long time. And even though I kind of throw the story notes together, so I kind of have a working knowledge of what happens um in the in in the uh in the adventure, it really kind of kept me guessing for a while. I'm like, okay, so wait a second, wait a second. You know, who, who is buying all this? Yeah. I mean, Um, it was, it was, it was a very, like, I don't understand who is, who is behind it, especially because at one point I thought maybe, um, maybe, oh my goodness, who am I thinking of? The guy who has the, um, the, the breakdown. Oh, pool. Yeah. I thought maybe he was completely behind it. Interesting. Um, and I thought maybe he was having some sort of split personality. Oh, kind of a Jekyll Hyde thing. Kind of thing. Because, like, mm-hmm. when he saw the bloody robot hand, he yeah. lost. It was, it was, like, on a Shakespearean level of acting. It really was. <laughs> it uh, really, really was. Which is funny because his shirt kind of has, like, frills and ruffles on it. Well, and and let's not even forget, like, the face makeup these people have. Oh, Yeah. It's like you know, it's weird, just like eyeliner outlining their eyes and nose. Yeah, it's like it almost takes uh, uh, some sort of stylistic cue from ancient Egyptians, but then oh, doesn't color it in. That's a good a. We just kind of have the lines, which is kind of have the outlines. Yeah, and then I mean, obviously, when it when it is re- the reveal of who it is, is is very good as well. Oh my god, it it really is. And then we we actually get. But that and that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. You you actually you you need someone who's got this kind of double identity. Yes. To really keep the audience guessing. And then yeah, when it's revealed and that it's obviously somebody more, I would say, with robophilia than robophobia. Yes. Um it it really was kind of like, oh, oh man, you've you know, you've taken the pill and dived down the rabbit hole because <laughs> you yeah. are you have done up your face to be like, I'm one of you. Robots are better than humans. Yeah, it was. Um, and, and I mean, just it was just, it was great. It's so well done. Yeah. Just the reveal of the yeah, the makeup. And by the way, I'm also very much dressed like them. Yes. Was was very cool. Um, and I mean, I feel like um, I feel like uh Ter- it's Taryn uh, Capel, right? Yes, Taryn Capel. I feel like uh, that dude would get along swimmingly with the Cybermen. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yes, right. Like he's like, yeah, robots. Let's do it. Um, I know. I feel like I saw that they might have done some other big finish stuff with him. You know, it's funny you brought that up. I wanted to make a point of saying that there is actually a whole robophobia like series oh in big finish 
Um, and they've made uh, they've made some of I, I believe the very first volume available for free. I've got it on my uh, on my Big Finish app. Um, but yeah, there's there's multiple stories. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So if you enjoy the story and you want more Fox talking in your ear, then uh, definitely check out the Big Finish Robophobia series. Yeah, um, it looks like he makes appearances in. In Taryn Capel, which is a... Is this a BBC? Anyway, I can't tell. And something called Checkmate. Oh, okay. Caldor City 5. Is it? What is, is this official? Audio play. Yeah, it looks like it's official, but it doesn't say it's Big Finish. Hmm. Weird. Anyway. We'll, we'll have to do some searching if they, the yeah, they fur- audience out there doesn't do it first. <laughs> they further uh, that story. Very interesting. I'm trying to think... Like, this is a pretty tight story. Like, I don't really have a lot of, like notes that i could well i tell you what why don't we talk about some of these cliffhangers okay yes we need to talk about the cliffhangers then we need to talk about uh the quote-unquote ending Mm, okay which i mean if there's one flaw in this i think it's it's the ending Mm, that's fair i'll give you that i'll give you that um but i mean our first episode we had the doctor getting covered in I I called it grains, but it, I believe it's sand or something else. Yeah, obviously it's 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 mining uh, mining uh, deposits, yes. but it, it sure looks like um, you know grain or giant pellets. cereal yes. or yes, that's what it is. It's cocoa it's crispies, yes. cocoa crispies, um, um, and you know that's I I try to put every time we watch a classic Who story, I try to put myself in the mindset of like, okay, what what would have been my reaction if I had been an adult, you know, or even a kid in 1977 Yeah, watching this. And I'm like, Oh my God, he really is getting buried alive. Yeah. But I mean, he's got that in this, that trusty snorkel device. And then he busts out of the beginning of the next episode with a snorkel. And I was like, Oh my God, you really did that. Yeah, of course. That's hilarious. I love it. Of course. I love it. And um, our second episode is I think this is when a bit of sabotage is happening, right? And uh, yeah, the yeah. motors on the on the mining vessel, wow, are like ramping up out of control. Yeah, and this is when the doctor's trying to like gain some trust here, which is uh-huh. funny because I believe the person that ends up cutting the cords uh, is our villain. Yes, who, who if you if you note his face, his facial expressions looks kind of bummed. <laughs> mm, i'd have to go back and look he at looks that. just like he's like oh all right i guess but it's interesting that that if this vessel stops moving it instantly starts sinking yeah like a shark yeah right um so when it did and like the very first thing the mo- and the model was really well done too oh yeah i mean the open to this to the serial is fantastic we have mm-hmm. the, the craft moving through like rocks and the rocks are like falling apart and it's very cool looking they did a great job with that yeah completely agree um so yeah like as soon as it stops they actually the model does start to sink very slowly i'm like nice touch and then of course they get the engines fixed pretty quickly and it kind of rises up out of the dirt very cool really Mm -hmm. yeah all that all the all the stuff they did like I called it a model set. I assume that is not mm-hmm. what its proper name is, but well, it looked cool. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the, oh, we, you know what? I mean, the third episode is uh, the kill the doctor thing where I, the, um, the commander comes and he's like, hey, man, what are you doing here? And he's like, uh, you, sh- you should probably come in here with me because there's a robot, of, a robot of death behind you. Mm hmm. And we get robot vision, which was something I didn't talk about when we were talking about the robots. And I, I really enjoyed this robot vision. Um, and then also when he is, the robot is stabbed and we get to see him, he's, he's seeing like kaleidoscope vision. Yes. And I, I think there is a flicker of static at one point across the screen. It could also be the quality of the tape that they had. <laughs> but either way. It just lend itself to the effect. Yeah. Either way, it looked very very cool um and you know the commander ends up helping the doctor which i was actually very surprised by for some reason mm-hmm. i guess because you know he's been kind of a uh, a not great person up until this point yeah well he's 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 had you know an episode and a half of kind of not being around to 
kind of come to a realization of what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we like the final episode is crazy because everyone's on the same page and we have uh, Taryn Capel outside being like, let me in. Come on. I, it's it's me. <laughs> let me in. I, I don't have a gang of robots with me that will murder you. And I love that the doctor's big plan is, well, it's obviously voice recognition. So let's just make him like inhale this helium balloon. Yes. So they won't know. And then I love that further kind of crazy. further that the explanation of why the doctor's voice didn't change is simply because he's a time lord. He's a time lord. He's got that respiratory bypass thing. Yes. I Yeah. I went, all right, that's that's fine, I guess. But you know, not the first time the show has used that reason. Oh no. It won't be the last. Absolutely not. But this the serial kind of ends. Like everybody, you know, we get exploding heads. We save the end, and it's like, well, and then they just get to the TARDIS after the explanation of why his voice didn't change, and the TARDIS takes off. And I went, wait, that's it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're just done. There's no like, well, we should probably call somebody. I don't know. Yeah, although um, the doctor does say as they're headed back to the TARDIS that, um, like, you know, the authorities have been called Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, help is coming. Yeah, but like, that, like you know, usually that's our sign to leave. <laughs> yeah, usually our our characters are like our surviving characters, right? There's some sort of closure with them. There's so, like there's at least some sort of like them seeing the TARDIS and being like, Puh? but there was nothing. It was just like, well, everything's wrapped up in a nice little bow, except for all the dead people. All right, bye. Yeah, and yeah. they just leave. But I mean, um, whatever. <laughs> It's not the, yeah. that, that's happened a couple of times like that oh, in yeah. my viewings. Like, as you said, it won't be, it's not the first and it won't be the last. No. And, and if that, if that is the, the one, one real complaint over a story like this, that's still batting pretty good. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. I think oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I know we're kind of getting into that. Like anything else before we start hitting buttons. Um, I love the moment in the fourth episode where the doctor puts his hat and another oh. and his scarf on another robot. <laughs> yes. And one of the other robots tries to kill that robot. And then the a third robot is like, clearly that is not the doctor. Yeah. What are you doing? But it's yeah. funny because you I forgot about that and then he you know, he puts the hat and the scarf on the robot and they show like a wide shot of one robot choking the Tom Baker robot and I go mm-hmm. Well, you know, I could, I could see it. <laughs> I could see it. Their, their hair is kind of similar. Yeah, the uh, curliness of it. Yeah, the curliness of it. I mean, I was like, well, yeah. all right. I mean, robot vision isn't great. If you no. see, if you see an outline of something, you're going to choke it. I guess. I don't know. There you go. Um, I think it's also um, hilarious at the end of episode three. The one uh, robot that is trying to kill Toos uh, disconnects its hand. Oh yes. And then I think Leela shows up, sees D84. Who is a great character who we really haven't spoken about. Um, True. But just like the docile tones of the robot that is supposed to be dumb, but is very, very smart and is mm-hmm. in, in doing its own investigation. Great character. Yeah. And so Leela sees him, thinks that obviously it's a bad robot. Yes. Grabs the hand that has fallen through, chucks it at him. And D84's response is a very calm, please do not throw hands at me. Please do not throw hands at me. Yes. I'm like, that's fantastic. Very I funny. love that so much. But the weird thing, and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave my comments uh, with this, is, is in terms of set design, and I, I love the sets on this vessel, but almost every room, almost every room, has what appears to be some sort of like stained glass art that reminds me of like an old time pizza parlor. Oh, like uh, the old the old uh, round table pizzas. Kind of, yeah. And I, I have no concept of of why in this far flung future age where you know we've got like mohawk hats and you know gill caps mm-hmm. or whatever else they're wearing. Yeah. <clears throat> Why we'd ha- we would have something like you know a stained glass window in one of these rooms? I don't know. Maybe they just really miss old round table pizzas. I don't know. But Maybe or Pizza it, Huts. I'm not sure. Or possibly Pizza Huts. Yeah, 
both of them used stained glass to some extent. Um, and that's not even counting, you know, independent pizza no, retailers. It's not. What is that about? I don't know. But it literally, if you go back and watch, like, I, I would say I, I can count off the top of my head three or four instances where it's just like, why, why is this? There's this weird splash of color in this otherwise modern futuristic room. It's very anachronistic. Very strange. Very, very strange. All right, Taylor, we got anything else before I start hitting these buttons? No, I think it's time to hit buttons. All right, let us hit buttons. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time for the double scale. Okay, um, man, there's a lot going on here. We have, as we yeah. previously mentioned, robots getting stabbed in their head. Um, we yeah, have robots getting stabbed in their midsection. Yes, we have knives being boy. thrown and making boing yeah. sounds, uh, which we completely forgot about, but <laughs> is honestly one of the funniest things. Yeah. What else we have? Oh, robot heads exploding, just blowing robot up. Robot explodings. Uh, robot heads apparently getting bashed in at one point, although we only see the aftermath. Yes. Um, robot. Yeah, their chest exploding through a. I. I what kind of was that a? It was in episode four. Like he puts yeah. that thing on on the wall, and it explodes through the wall. Yeah, and then his chest, this big, you know, smoking Hulk yeah. as he kind of stumbles in and collapses, which is a great collapse. Oh yeah, absolutely. We get lots of chokings and murders. Yep, yep. lots of lots of creature vision to go with that. Creature vision. Man, uh, is there anything? What else is there? Oh, in terms of Duggan esque action, I mean, we get robots trying to choke out other robots, thinking yes, Tom Baker. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a with a with a six and a quarter. And a quarter. And a quarter. I didn't know we broke them down so thoroughly. There, we are right now. Six and a quarter. Okay. I that's, think that's that's fair. I'm yeah. I was kind of honestly waffling in that kind of like six six and a half range. There you go. Um, so I will I will support that six and a quarter. There you are. Um, Just a quarter. There you go. Uh, hey, look, I could say six and three tenths, and then we could oh. really start oh, splitting boy. hairs. But oh, uh, no. I'm not up for that tonight. <laughs> I'm not either. Fair. All right, let's see what's going on behind this couch, huh? Gathering close, it's time for the behind the couch <laughs> I am interested. Well, let's be honest. Probably what's happening behind this couch are the cats are taking their, like, toys back there. Oh, my goodness. And, and oh, my God. Don't get me started. Anyway, <laughs> the behind the couch scale. I, look, I mean, this is, it's not so much a horror, scary story. Yeah. But the elements of this story, right? The uncanny valley, robophobia, you know, this this fear of machines, this fear of robots taking over, like it 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 is only more of a thing today than it was in 1977. Oh yeah. Um. So I, I think based on that and the fact that we've, we we have a very well structured murder mystery. Yes. Um. I I think this this really genuinely still stands as a pretty scary story. Yeah. I I can um, dig it. It is it is one of those stories where like if you're thinking of like mm, do i watch this one with my kids you know maybe not in the evening no. um and and you know depending on their age and their maturity level you know maybe maybe hold off on it because i i can see this especially with younger kids being a fairly scary story um if it's one of those things where it's like hey we're gonna watch it anyway it's the middle of the day and then we're going to have a discussion about the ethics of robotics (laughs) and ai you know um then great um but yeah this this even even as an adult stands up as a a properly you know scary story because it still preys on stuff that we can really relate to absolutely 100 percent. all right so taylor yeah it's your your turn next time so uh what are we watching well look i I, for some reason, we, you know, I still would have thought Cold War would have been a great thing to follow Seeds of Death with. Mm -hmm. And then you went, no, Robots of Death. And I went, 
oh, wait a second, we've done City of Death, we've done The Seeds of Death, we've now done Robots of Death. I'm like, how many stories are there that end in of death? There's one more. One more. There's one more. We are doing it next time. And just to preface it, I texted you or I messaged you on Twitter and was like, dude, how do you feel about a seven-parter? <laughs> and I and said, you were like, and I'm, then I'm like, how do you feel about a third Doctor seventh-parter? And I said, let's, I said, I said, you know what, Taylor? You've told me once. You told me a couple of times. Go on, say it. Say what? I told you so. I told you so. So I agreed to it. There you go. So we are watching and finishing out our our apparent series <laughs> on Doctor Who stories ending in Of Death with The Ambassadors of Death, starring John Pertwee as the Doctor, Caroline John as Liz Shaw, and the amazing Nicholas Courtney as the Brig. Is written by David Whitaker with one T mm. and directed by Michael Ferguson with no T's. Yes, there are no T. I can confirm no T's in Ferguson. Not even silent ones. Not even silent ones. <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, uh, I think as we go along on our adventure, I have more appreciation for the Third Doctor. Yeah. Um. You know, I guess all the classics because I, you know, never watched any before we started doing this podcast. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, I don't. I don't even really think I've seen every episode of this story. So this this may be a bit of a new one for me, too. Um, so this will be exciting and, uh, you know, a, an ex- exercise in time management to make sure I get all the episodes in. I'm also like, because usually I know episodes by stills, mm-hmm. and I am looking at stills of this, and this looks... I mean, behind the couch scale, uh, we might be looking at it here. Yeah, this looks this looks scary, folks. So I'm I'm down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I think it's going to be good. I've 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 heard some really good things about it. I I know some friends who kind of, you know, put this uh, higher up on the list of great classic episodes. Mm. So I'm I'm excited. All right. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica and look for the logo of Taylor and I in animated form coming out of the TARDIS and rate and review us as well. Uh, also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. And head on over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Um, that is the correct address. We have added a bunch of new items for you guys. Yes. To uh, Spreadshirt has really streamlined. Let me tell you, Taylor, it used to be a pain in the A to uh, to get shirts up and merchandise up on Spreadshirt, but they really streamlined it super easy. So we've got a bunch of stuff that you guys can check out over there at shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G. And, also, and you know what else oh. we should mention? Mm. That um, April 1st, which is a mere couple of days away, uh, episode three yes. of All Night with the Living Geeks yes. will be dropping. And it, you know what? If you tune into any episode of that, if you're like, eh, I'm not really into that paranormal stuff. I kind of like Doctor Who stuff more. Yeah. Um, you know what? Give this one a chance because uh, there's, some, there's some really quality sound clips in it. Yes, there are. Um... I still have them loaded on the board. I might keep one in particular just and make it a running gag on that show. I, uh, you know what? I, <laughs> I don't even care which clip it is. I am fully on board. I imagine, I imagine Jonathan Frakes is part of it. Abs- absolutely. 100%. Nice. Guys, nice. I, yes, please go listen to that episode. It was. I knew it was going to be a fun episode, but I didn't know how fun it was going to be. There is a point where we kind of go off the rails. To <laughs> yes. You say the least. And it's a good time. So definitely yeah. check it out. Um, <laughs> what else do we got? Patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Um, Camilla is currently losing her mind for some reason. But also, oh, guys, what, you know, Taylor and I, we're almost fully vaccinated. But, you know, it's still it's still out there. It's still scary. So yep. let's support our local shops any way we can. Retweets, just buying from them. Um, I don't know. Make a sign hanging outside of your your window. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Do what you can to help out your local shops. 
because they still need the help. We're not back to normal yet. And what what will be normal, honestly? But that's for a completely different podcast that we right. do not host on NOPLG. <laughs> so that's it for us this week. Join us again next time for The Ambassadors of Death. And we'll talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Uh, it was written by uh, Chris Brocher. Or, oh, my goodness. <sighs> it's natural to want to put the R there. I get it. It was written by Chris. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> <clears throat> it was written by Chris Brocher. Oh, my God. I put the R in there. Do I need to do it? No. No. <laughs> Brocher. It first aired January 29th through or two. Oh, my God. What is happening? And if I can... Get the words out of my mouth. We've got some fine stories. Oh, my goodness. We've got... Jesus Christ. What is happening? Did you get the Moderna or the Pfizer? I got the Pfizer. Me too. Oh.